All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the first podcast. So this is uh, Coaches Chat. We'll chat anything about CrossFit coaching, uh, kind of experiences we've had together, uh, and just going through the world of CrossFit. Yeah, with coffee, which is always better for everything. There we so go. grab a coffee, have a listen. You might learn something, maybe. All right. So I suppose if this was our first episode, this would be like a pilot episode of talking about uh, TV shows. So this is our first one. Um, kind of just stumbling way out through this first episode. We'll see what happens. All right, so I've got a list of questions here to ask uh, you, Jane. First, I've got a question for you. Oh, shit. Yep. Who, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Yeah. Uh, my name's Cullen. Uh, I've been coaching for coaching CrossFit for three, four years now. I started CrossFit 2016 uh, and just been addicted ever since. I guess addicted is the right word. Yeah. How about you, Jane? Uh, started CrossFit in 2013 uh, after a false start in 2011, wish I had stayed doing it, um, and have been coaching since 2015, so what, like seven, eight years now, bit of a long time, yeah, love movement, addicted also, here we are. I love those false starts. F- found a husband along the way. Shit, what a ride. I'm sure, I'm sure quite a few people will go through those kind of false starts, they'll start across it maybe a month or two and then realise it's not for them and then years later they'll realise, oh, I should have kept going. But mine was that it wasn't hard enough, believe it or not. Um, Yeah, quite laughable now. But at the time, I was in the frother gym Les Mills space, and CrossFit didn't get my heart rate up enough for a full hour, and I didn't lie dying on the ground every single time. So the reality was I actually wasn't good enough at anything to be able to make it hard enough, so the intensity wasn't there. Anyway, let's get into this. Fair enough. All right, so get to the first question. I, I, I feel this is a very underrated question. Not a lot of people ask it these days, but what was your first CrossFit workout? What do you remember as being your first CrossFit workout? Oh. I know lots of people have, like, they remember their first friend or, like, whatever. I actually don't remember. If I go back to that first experience of CrossFit when I sort of did that false start, there were wall balls and snatches and I remember hitting myself in the face with a wall ball so I didn't like that and then snatches I just felt like an absolute (laughs) dum-dum so didn't really like that um fast forward a few years I kind of done like interim CrossFit like if you know CrossFit but not by by the name of CrossFit and had definitely done a lot of fight gone bads really liked that Uh, you know obviously loved the intensity that goes with that because I was in that frother mindset um yeah so that would probably be my first actual CrossFit workout I remember would be fight gone bad so fight gone bad style or fight gone bad no actual fight gone bad I was I was at another gym, I was at Les Mills, and they had a CrossFit style thing, um, and we got asked to go to a competition, a um, little mini in-house comp at the CrossFit gym in Wellington, and we did Vicon on Bad, and we absolutely smashed it, because I was so fit, right? There was nothing heavy there. No, nah, I suppose in Vicon Bad, there's no components of skill, yeah. per se, it's just... We were going. fit, fit, fit. You gotta be fit for that workout. There's no way I would beat that score that I got then. <laughs> now, but yeah, so that's my first. I like it. Fight on bad. Such a, such a good workout. Underrated yeah. as well, especially with the movements that they do now. 
people kind of look at it and say, well, what's That's hard easy. about that? That's easy. Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah. But I, I guess the, the EMOM style kind of predicts what pace you go. That's how hard can you go for that minute and repeatedly, right? You mm-hmm. get that small break that just isn't that long. And enough. picking the ones where the reps are, like getting your money in the reps, like oh, yeah. in the push press. You know, you know you're going to get, that's the money, go. You know, if you're a good rower, you're just going to send it for that last minute. Yeah. <laughs> and use the rest. Awesome. Awesome stuff. That's, that's really cool. I like that. Fight on bad, I think, is quite a, what a classic style workout that, um, again, people should probably do as one of their first ones, mm-hmm. like kind of your friends, your mm-hmm. fight on bads, and maybe even like know, Karen. Karen Helen. Yeah. Very, very kind of staple workouts, Jackie's as well. Mm. Yeah. I remember back in 2016, 17. Um, the open that, that, that's my first real memory of doing like a, a crossfit workout when I fully signed into it but I remember uh, back in 2013 when I first signed up we're in Red Square so this tiny upstairs room in, in a gym so a room in a gym is where we first across it and literally the, the, it was a ceiling height so there wasn't enough room to do bar muscle ups wall balls anything like that so I literally just worked with what we got and I remember one night we would have to do pull ups push ups and then go for a run and I remember having to run through the gym to get out the door, down the stairs, out the door, up the road, back in, up the stairs, and through the gym into this tiny little room to get the workout done. It was, it was wild. Back in the days when CrossFit boxes were a room in a gym. Mm. Good times. Mm-hmm. That was very much what my Les Mills experience of CrossFit was. Mm. Um, the unbranded CrossFit, of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Can't have branded CrossFit. cost too much back in those days. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, Favourite memories with CrossFit? What would you say sticks out as fondest memories? He hasn't told me what these questions are, so I'm literally put on the spot and I'm kind of like, I wish he had told me so I could think of a cool answer. Um, I want that raw experience. I want that raw emotion and reaction. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, first open, this would have been 2013. Um, I had done CrossFit officially for like two weeks, still didn't really know what all the movements were and that sort of thing, and 13.1 came out and it was snatches and burpees. Um, I was, you know, in frother, super fit stage, so burpees, love it. I was so fast, no one could beat me at burpees. Didn't really know what a snatch was, like had a fair idea of like, pick, put the bar over your head, just like somehow. Um, figured it couldn't be that hard. And, you know, some of the girls who had been doing CrossFit for a while, I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to that last bar because <laughs> I was very confident. <laughs> and some of them who had been doing it a while said, they were like, oh, you realize that's 45 kilos, which like back then that was kind of pretty heavy for a girl, to, especially brand new who's never actually done a snatch before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. How, how, how hard can it be? Anyway. Did the workout, ended up with like 28 at the 35 kilos. So I didn't actually get past, like I got time capped. I think it was like an 18 minute workout. But I just remember there were so many girls who couldn't even get one at the 35 bar. I will tell you, these were the, uh, these were not snatches. These were like, pick the bar up and push it over your head. <laughs> like if I was to look back now, no one ever watch any of those videos if you find them. But it was just showed like that brand new confidence you have and just like no expectations on what weight is and what's good and what's bad and you just grip and rip and freaking get through it nice yeah, yeah. yeah. and apologies people at home that have, have a dog in the background that's going a bit mental sorry about that so that's your most fond crossfit experience just putting your expectations above others and then watching them mm. be- believe in you how you believe in yourself would you say 
or more just like having no expectations you're like cool it says to do this thing i'll do it clearly it's doable because it's on the paper and they want us to do it yeah like i don't know it was really interesting and maybe that was kind of my first insight into different mindsets of these girls wouldn't even try lifting the bar but i was like how do you know if you can't do it if you haven't tried so i had never tried and i did it 28 times and like i said it was very ugly but i was just like oh i like this sport it's cool you get to like try random different things that you don't know if you can do or not do you think people overthink the workouts these days 100 percent. people like stop two minutes into an open workout because they mind fuck themselves and i'm like you literally do this every single day how is it any different i don't understand anyway we won't get it we'll save all that for another episode it's good i like it well we did say we'd keep these chats short um so that you know we keep you guys listening but let's see how that goes i am drinking coffee so i could probably do all day let's go next one yes all right beautiful uh what's your worst experience in crossfit Could be as like an athlete or as a coach. Yeah, I know. I don't. This is hard. It was the worst because like it was like very a low point for me personally. But like I grew a lot from it. I don't really want to go into the exact situation, but like long story short, um, was trying to get into a team for you know regionals that was kind of the thing that you go for and been trained really hard it put lots of work into it you know I knew I was in the running um and yeah for a number of reasons whatever it's in the past um I didn't get to go so yeah that was my worst experience like I don't often get sad about like workouts like it, you will very rare i like i'm not a crier in workouts some people are this I, I cried it was very sad but i made some big changes from that and yeah actually ended up moving to a different gym not because the gym was really bad nothing to do with that um just because i was like right i want this time to do it and just like yeah made some changes to my lifestyle and there we are so you're saying that you put in a lot of effort for something and you didn't get the outcome. Yeah, but it wasn't because I didn't get the outcome. Mm. That's, that was the hard bit. And like I said, I don't really want to go into all the details. I did get the outcome. But Eventually. No, I did, but I didn't get to, yeah, whatever. Right. Mm, politics. Sports and politics. Yeah. How do you handle that? Mm, it's a hard one. And look, I, I guess like as a coach, like I've learned so much from that having been through it myself and, you know, athletes, you know, people who are, you know, going at that level have probably experienced this to a certain extent. And I guess I don't want other people to have to experience that. So yeah, if I'm ever like selecting a team or anywhere near a team type thing, I make sure the expectations are upfront, really clear, and everyone knows exactly, you know, how it's being selected and how to be selected and whatever. I like it. Mm. Good. Be yes. clear from the start. Yes. It is easier said than done, though. It is. It is Rough hard shot. to do well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to a lot of different gyms and teams on how they do it, and you know, there's no easy sort of answer there. Um, yeah. But I think if everything's upfront and clear, then yeah, no one 
misses out or gets sad. Nice, nice. Right. Mm, that was an interesting one. Mm, thought so. <laughs> All right. Um, we've kind of discussed this question already before. Um, what do you feel is the most underrated thing in CrossFit right now? Be it standards, be it coaching, be it movements. What, what, what's underrated that, what's under, thing what's or underrated? Underrated thing or underrated movement? Because you asked the question differently when we mm. the one one question he did ask me offline. I was like, oh, I like it. Underrated thing. Well, let's go um, movement and thing. Okay, yeah, I've got both now. Because go I already had the movement. I thought about it. Um, so when I thought about the most underrated movement, I was coming back to like foundational move, like positions that people forget and they kind of jump to the fun thing, right? Um, so I was sort of thinking about a dish or a hollow rock type position, but I extended that to be a, a strict chest bar. And the reason being is a strict chest bar means that you have to have like so much muscle control from the muscles that you want to work, right? A lot of us, you know, we get our strict pull-ups, um, and then we sort of progress on to the next fun skill from that, whether that be like chest bars, muscle ups, whatever. And I think that just from my experience, I have seen a lot of people and I'm, I'm saying girls, I'd say guys, maybe are different, but I don't know. I'd actually have to look at that. Um, don't have a strict chest bar. And when I say strict chest bar, I mean staying in your hollow position, pulling with your lats and touching with your chest. I reckon if we rounded into like an ugly, like sort of Superman position and did a little ugly kip, you'd get your chest to the bar. But can you do a strict, perfect chest bar? And I know I actually can't. And I know a couple of, you know, girls who are quite good athletes and they can't either. So that is showing like a lack in, you know, control, probably from the lats, you know, lower lats. Um, and you know, some work needs to be done in that space to kind of get those foundational movements before we kind of move on. Cause it will catch up on you <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then in terms of like the thing, like what's the thing that's most overlooked is those foundations. So once again, we all jump to lifting the big weights, like, you know, doing the fun thing, walking on our hands before we can hold a static handstand, um, and, you know, as Greg Glassman says, you know, once you've learned the basics and you've, you know, mastered or you've mastered everything, go back and learn the basics again. And I think everyone can, you know, learn so much from going back to all of those foundational movements. Like, look at Olympic lifting. Like, how often do you ever just warm up with a broomstick? And if you just warm up with a bar, how many reps do you do before you put on the 20s? <laughs> all the tens you know like I'm talking <laughs> stick with that bar like get sweaty with the bar with perfect positions not just like aimlessly like oh yeah yeah I'm snatching or clean and jerking like it should look the same with the stick with the bar with 100 kilos and if it doesn't go back and stick to that bar until it does and I think yeah that's just a big thing like missing the foundations to be able to do the fun cool stuff and maybe it's because you've pushed yourself to a competition and that's cool and I love, you know, that pushing us beyond, you know, what you think you can do. Look at my snatches in 13.1. Um, <laughs> but then being aware of those things and going back and going, okay, I'm going to make this better now. But actively going back and people don't like to go back. 
and it's like to move forward and then it'll generally be an injury that will bring them back mm. Mm. yeah going yes. backwards is but is it a back hot, hot topic is well, it back it's not backwards it's people see it as backwards receive it as backwards because it's yeah. not furthering them forward but what they don't see is actually if you go back to that uh, foundation like you've been talking about you will progress further forward then if you just go forward 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 mm. and then muck up and then you just keep mucking up and you're hitting a point mm-hmm. where you can't go you forward can't anymore. go forward anymore and it's exactly. like just to sort of divert the conversation but similar is like my nutrition clients we talk about the foundations and we talk about the basics but sometimes like then the, yes they're the basics but it doesn't mean they're easy mm. you know like we should be doing these things these are foundation you don't get to do the other stuff if you don't have that stuff that foundation that builds it and you know that goes and goes for your warm-ups like sometimes we just like forget how important a warm-up is and that's the most important you're not gonna pb anything <laughs> if you don't warm up well okay maybe you will especially if you're new and like beginner gains and all that but like coming back to like there's a reason that those foundations exist and yeah just like checking in with yourself do i have good movement patterns you know am i keeping these good positions if i'm not like let's move back and just work those again and again and again regressions and progressions are there for a reason um yeah do them they make you better Mm. you just just because you can do a movement doesn't mean you shouldn't do the parts of the movement as well and i think also people can let's let's go with the ring muscle up as an example yeah mm. just because somebody can do a ring muscle up doesn't mean they've mastered the basics of a ring muscle up like, mm-hmm. like we talk about that hollow position mm-hmm. we talk about dish we talk mm-hmm. about a ring dip yeah and we talk about the turnover just because mm. they can do the muscle up doesn't mean they've mastered all those positions mm-hmm. that they should have yes. to progress further on and yes. keep doing muscle ups exactly mm. and that's an interesting one and i think we see this probably more with guys because they've kind of got that strength to be able to like miss the positions mm. um, and get themselves up on the rings or like example with Olympic lifting, you know, or me with my 35 kilo snatches, I could get the bar above my head. Was it efficient? No. Is there a better way to do it? Yes. Um, but you know, you've got to take yourself back to go to relearn those positions or you're going to reinforce that bad patterning. Mm. And then you're going to wonder why, you know, with a really high rep workout, you start failing muscle ups because you're using your muscles and not the efficiency of the movement. Yeah, exactly. They're not holding a tight body position, so they're loose for the, for the middle, right? And like, I'm just jealous because these guys are so strong. They can pull themselves up there, and I have to use efficiency because I'm not strong enough and weigh a lot. <laughs> no, but anyway, sidebar, getting distracted. What's new? Cool. That's good. I like it. All right, my last one. Mm hmm. What do you think has changed about CrossFit from when you first started to now? Good, bad, the ugly? Let me know. Good question. Um, I think it's become a lot more mainstream, which is a really good thing. You know, like, I'll just give the example of when I first walked into that CrossFit box in 2011, my false start. (laughs) I was very intimidated and... I'm not saying that doesn't still happen now. It does, but less so. But I walked in, it was this underground gym. You know, there were guys like with their shirts off, like grunting. I had come from a Les Mills where it's all very pretty and clean, you know. Real professional, right? Yeah, like hair straighteners in the bathroom, cleaners and all this stuff. And I went into this this box like it was very much a box right <laughs> i guess you could explain cross it back there like grunge music back in the 90s uh-huh. right and <laughs> dirty it was i was like oh i don't know if I, these are my people <laughs> and 
So I think it's definitely come a long way in that sense in that, you know, there are many more CrossFit boxes around um, becoming more mainstream. We're starting, and I think this will always be something to work on with CrossFit is like to break the stigma of like CrossFit's hard out. It's only if you're super hard out. Like you have to be so fit to do CrossFit. I think that still exists, but I feel like it's broken down a little bit more. Um, Yeah, so I think that's a really good thing. Um, how else has it changed? I think <clears throat> some of the essence of CrossFit maybe has been lost. And what I mean by that is um, like the training method- methodology. I think the community aspect has grown extensively and that's like amazing, amazing to see. And I'm a big fan. It's part of the reason that I keep going. <laughs> um, but the... I think sometimes like the newer people and this is on us as coaches and you know owners and all of that to kind of educate people on like why CrossFit exists where it comes from what are those foundations of CrossFit like if we talk about you know the 10 aspects of CrossFit and you know what it is and yeah 10 general physical skills a little yep. bit of a test for me. Um, <laughs> but How many can you rattle off? No, no, don't make me. No, go I on. don't want to. Don't we'll go back do and it. forth. We'll go back and forth. Oh. We'll go on, I'll go on. Okay, go here on. we go. Strength. Agility. Coordination. Accuracy. Okay, I've got four. Um, <laughs> I don't know, power? Is that yep. one? Power. Speed. <laughs> Flexibility. Oh, yeah. What are we missing? What have we said? I've forgotten already. I don't know. We got to seven. Okay, that's good enough. <laughs> There's a few more. No, nah, there was a speed, power, strength, coordination, accuracy, flexibility, stamina, endurance. Oh, there we go. Um, I need to see which ones we're missing. Coordination? No, I see we said that. that. Yep, said that. This is terrible. So, see. Anyway, so those are eight of the ten of... <laughs> Anyway, but yes, um, so just, yeah, the, the essence of CrossFit, like, you know, talking about why it exists, sometimes, like, it can be really easy to, you know, see the sport of CrossFit, which is such a small piece of it, and sometimes we forget that the CrossFit is for everyone. Um, it also may be, you know, the environment that you're in, and every gym is different. I also think, you know, when the CrossFit name maybe got slammed a couple of years ago and people dropped their affiliations... That sort of divided the community a bit, and I think some gyms almost use that as an opportunity to not pay their affiliation, and yeah, maybe still do CrossFit but not CrossFit. Um, there's less maybe connection with the actual CrossFit name and the affiliation and all of that. Like, and I think that's still work in progress from CrossFit HQ in general. Um, I think they're working on that. I do know they've just assigned like a New Zealand manager. Did you see that? Did you? So you're saying crossing out and doing their job? I'm not saying that. God, you're cheeky. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they've got the reputation changed a lot, you know, and there were some big name gyms that dropped the affiliation, which made other gyms kind of think, like, is this the way we want to go? And then so, yeah, maybe it became more about, like, the individual community rather than CrossFit as a whole and, like, the methodology behind it. You're right. Yeah. Of course. That's what, that's what I mean. CrossFit are not doing their job. They're doing a great job. They're doing a wonderful job in everything that they've ever done and they continue to do. Oh, do you want to butter them up some more? Well, I've got to butter myself back up after mm-hmm. I ask if they're not doing a good job. Yeah. Any yeah. more questions on your half? Mm. 
Why do you want to start a podcast? Why do I want to start a podcast? Great question. Um, What's your purpose with this? Just to widen my reach. All right. Yeah. So in daily life, like obviously I'm a coach at Mount Crossit. I reach about 100 people a day with my coaching, I'd like to think. That includes young people, teenagers, up to 50-ish plus people mm-hmm. age-wise. I think in the last three years, I've seen more new members come in than I've seen old members retained. Mm. Ooh. Not, say, not saying that old members haven't been retained, mm. just saying there's been an influx of new members yeah, coming through. Which is a great thing. It's a great thing. I yes. feel that they just needed to be educated a little bit more. There's a lot of education missed. When, when you have an hour class, yes, you, can you don't only, have yes. time to educate people on yes. certain things. And I think the program that we have is great, proven, love it. It's absolutely amazing. does everything for us. But I think there's certain aspects of your gym that you can kind of put in there to kind of educate them on the, I don't know, ethicity around CrossFit, like the laws, like, you know. Why we do what we do. You don't pick where you get up early, you show up in time. Dudes can take their shop off, so can ladies. Yeah, and I I think as well, just like maybe sometimes explaining why we do certain movements and things like that. And yes, we do that when we're coaching, but like you say, there's only so much you can talk about in an hour class. You know, background. We kind of spend all day talking about this. So if we can, you know, educate a few more people on the, on this, then yeah. beyond our, cl- our online clients, then they're very lucky. Um, I feel these conversations over lunch were wasted or just on us. I feel we yeah. need to bottle them up and give them to people, whether they want, want to listen, listen or not. Or not. <laughs> it's up to them. Hopefully, you do. Anyway, we said we would keep these at twenty minutes, and we're at twenty-five. So we do want to keep these coffee coaches chats. So really short, so, uh, little snippets that you can listen to. Um, and maybe, yeah, expand your knowledge on CrossFit. Great for shit. Yeah. Sign it off. Three, two, one, two claps. Ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, on it, team. Catch you next one.